headed back in. Turned in! A second of the game for Van Veen, and he is loving it! Cornelius on the edge of the ball! Oh, How special is that for his first Motherwell goal? Slatnik and he shot away! It's a fantastic strike! And it's thundered in by Liam Grimshaw! What a moment for him! The fans' favourite! Hello and welcome to the NFC Podcast. There's no Pepe tonight and we've got two games to look back on. I'll do that in the company of Jaffa. How you going, mate? Doing well, mate. Doing well. Feeling extraordinarily smug after last week's predictions. Yeah, and I'm not feeling quite as good as well. I'm feeling good about the results and not quite as much as what I predicted on last week's episode. Let's get right into it and I'll try and summarise the last seven days on the park from a model point of view. Celtic Park last Saturday ended in a narrow defeat. We scored a goal, which had been a long time coming. A comedy on goal, albeit. In the end, probably quite pleased just to escape unscathed, or I certainly was. We'll hear Jaffa's take on it in just a second. Then we moved on to Ross County on Tuesday night, and after taking the lead in the first half, courtesy of Kevin Van Veen's first half penalty, the second half went incredibly well. Ends in a 5-0 thumping, a hat-trick for Kevin Van Veen, Joe Efford on target, Callum Slattery scoring on his comeback match as well. An incredible night in a fantastic result that really kind of solidified the the viewpoint of both Pepe and Jaffa last week. We said that we were due to give someone a, a tanking. We certainly did. It won't be much of a surprise to anyone listening that there's one game we'll talk about in quite a lot of depth, one game not so much. So let's get the Celtic one out of the way. First of all, Jaffa, you were quite upbeat about the game last week. So I suppose you wouldn't have been too surprised we came so close to taking away a result. No, it's, to be honest, it was kind of going into the game on the back of two really good performances. Although we hadn't won any of those those games, I was just hoping that kind of um, that that wasn't interrupted by the Celtic game, and it wasn't. It's I think we, I think kind of we we made a good fist of it. We stopped them playing, um, and obviously sort of. I don't think we did enough uh, to actually win the game. I was kind of I was bantering with my Celtic uh, support mates that I didn't think that we'd won enough. Uh, we'd done enough during the game to actually kind of take anything from it. But at the end of the day, the the red card won them the game, um, given the fact that sort of again it was one of their mistakes that that was going to put Ross Tierney through and goal um, with basically an open goal. Um, so kind of he had to. He had to take the red cards, which you would you would have definitely took if it was other way about. Um, but I it was I think you kind know, of it was a decent enough performance, um, which set us up for Tuesday night. So I really really happy. Instead of a moment of a controversy at the end, you've got Ross Tierney going clear through and goal, wiped out by Callum McGregor. The Celtic captain took a red card, but in that position, you're kind of hoping that Tierney would have went straight through and Joe Hart and. And slotted the ball away, getting us an unlikely point. The cynical one, the kind of one that I'm sure 
many listening would agree that you would take it if it was in your side. But it's a bit of a frustrating one when it happens against you. A hundred percent, mate. That's that's what I was saying. I was saying kind of you would definitely you would hope that one of your players would 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 do that in the same position. Because the thing is, it's I don't I genuinely don't think he was going through one and one with Hart because Hart was out his box and to the right of him. Um, and obviously sort of uh, the other defender was fifteen yards to the left of him. So as I genuinely believe kind of and Hart had his back to me running back trying to get any goals. So I genuinely think it wasn't even a case he had to lift it over him or kind of put it round him. It's I genuinely think if he just he just had to stroke it and basically an empty net. So I I it's one you would have took. Um and it's one that's it's one that's a wee bit frustrating, but sort of overall coming away with, with a two one kind of yeah, you would you would have kind of snapped hands off before the game for that, um, given the, the sort of run of games that we're then going to go on. So I am overall overall satisfied with the performance. Um and as I said, I think that that set us up for Tuesday. So um I all good. Yeah, an interesting one in the sense you watched the Celtic Leipzig game last night in the same circumstances for the Leipzig first goal where you've got someone breaking from a Celtic corner ends up going clean through and goal. Cal McGregor had the opportunity. He was the one that gave the ball away as well, actually. But he had the opportunity to take him down in the halfway line and opted not to do it. And it's, it's almost kind of he maybe learned a lesson from Saturday, but possibly not the right lesson, because if he had taken the boy down, he would have got a, a yellow card in this instance. And Celtic yeah, perhaps would have went 1-0 down, so a strange one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know whether, can I, I, when I was watching that and I saw it, and I, I kind of thought, you know, taking a red card and missing Premier League games is different from thinking you might be kind of taking a red card in the Champions League and missing Champions League games. That was that was what went through my mind. Um, but yeah, obviously, I, suppose so. I think Paul Lambert said at half time that he thought that he, he really needed to make the tackle as well. And I suppose that was kind of Paul Lambert's style, wasn't it? He would have tackled his granny, but the, I thought the opportunity was there for McGregor to wipe him out and he didn't do it. But anyway, let's stop talking about the Celtic captain yeah. and talk about Tuesday night and how good it was. Yes. That said, yeah. we exchanged text messages at half time. We're we were both pretty set on the fact the game was utterly rotten. There was only one shot in target, I believe, in the first half, and that was Kevin Van Veen converting his penalty. He's been fairly prolific from the spot, albeit he did miss one against Indy United. It gave us the momentum going into the second half. And what a second half it was, Jaffa. Absolutely swept them away. Everything clicked into place. It was one of those nights that we'll look back on with a great deal of fondness. And it could just be that turning point where games previously that we've been on the end of a narrow defeat or even the Hearts game, for instance, where you lose 3-0, but you've played really well. Did the United, where it had so many chances but not been able to take any everything clicked into place and that could be the impetus that we need to go on to what is going to be a really difficult run of games but ones that will now have found that belief that we can compete in and not only that we can come out and top in you would certainly like to think so and it, it's kind of it is funny that you sort of mentioned the previous games and it's um it's can i i sent a message to to 
I've got a group of mates that are Hearts fans, and I've got I've got a mate who's a Dundee United fan, and I sent them I sent them the sort of same message. I said, you know, kind of magnificent result last night, sort of one in five nothing away from home, but we didn't play as well as we did in the Dundee United or the Hearts game that we got beat three 0 Um, it's uh, to kind of sum up Sir Sir Alex Ferguson's famous quote. Football, bloody hell! Um, it really was kind of one of those that uh, kind of while the we we absolutely blew them away in the second half. It's like I don't think we had the heights that we we sort of set ourselves against Dundee United and Hearts, but it was just utterly magnificent. It's uh, in the first half, as you said, kind of sort of. I think it was that was a text I'd sent you. There was one shot and goal, one shot and goal in the the first half, which was from the penalty spot, um, and. You never, you never thought we looked in any danger in the first half. Um, although, kind of, again, we weren't creating anything. But the second half, um, you, you like to think that kind of Hamels, Hamels sort of put a rocket up them, and they've come out and kind of just absolutely blasted out out the out the, the kind of uh, starting blocks in kind of the second half, and we just went straight at them and didn't give them a minute. It's I was really, I was really, really pleased. Obviously, Kevin had been scoring a hat trick. It's like that's kind of, it's not his first. It won't be his last. He's a fantastic, he's a fantastic player and kind of fantastic finisher. But um, kind of, I was really, really, really pleased for the performance Joe Effort put in. Um, I obviously, sort of, you always give your star man to the man that scores a hat trick. But it's like basically Joe Effort had a had a hand in every goal that he was on the park for. Um, I was really happy to see him getting a goal that he, he so richly deserved on the night. And again, kind of, I've been quite bullish with, with, with Joe Effort. It's like I see a player in him, and see a guy that kind of that sort of while kind of during the Alexander era who were were kind of generally terrible. Joe Effort, kind of, who maybe wasn't as good a player as some of the other guys on the on the team at the time, was always kind of knocking his pan in and giving you one hundred and ten percent. So I was really, really pleased for him um, and the performance he put in. Um, it gives a gives a manager kind of um, faith in, in sort of selecting him. Um, but uh, I just un- absolutely unbelievable. Kind of, I was watching it and just couldn't couldn't kind of quite uh, sort of understand kind of where that second half came from after after such a terrible first half. But as as you sort of so rightly said, that kind of mean Pepe were. We're saying, given the amount of chances that we're creating, that somebody was was in for a hammering, um, and kind of, I brilliant. Hopefully, it kind of continues this Saturday. We do the same at Hibs as well. So, I outstanding, mate, absolutely outstanding. I think I properly went full circle in, in Joe Effort because I didn't really see much hope for him in the middle team from his performances in the back end of the season. In all honesty, and then into this season. Albeit he did come up with the odd goal, but he seems to have much more rounded player than he showed under Graham Alexander going on recent performances. And it's really impressive. I think that Stevie Hamill would have come in with a preconceived notion of what these guys were going to be like. But he's given these guys also the opportunity to impress him. And an effort has been one of the standouts so far this season. Was there anyone else that, that caught your eye? I would imagine outside the uh, Kevin Van Veen and, and Joe Efford, a certain midfielder that made his, his comeback appearance might have slightly impressed as well. 
Very much so, very much so. And kind of, it's, it's had sort of, obviously it's all come out now, what, what had been going on. And it's had, I'd kind of, I'd kind of got the lowdown sort of after the game last night of, of what had been, what had been going on um, with, with Callum Slattery and kind of, obviously, um, some of very sad, some of very concerning, kind of, kind of what he was up to and stuff like that. But kind of given the fact of when he, when he, when he scored, Given the reaction that the rest of the team had towards him, um, you can see that kind of it meant a lot to everybody within the club that he's back and playing and doing well. Um, so I, it's kind of absolutely delighted for him because um, as I think with him and him and Goss, sort of in the midfield, just gives you gives you so much kind of creativity. Um, and there, it's I've been kind of. Obviously, been really impressed with with Goss over the last couple of weeks as well, and um, but sort of having having Callum Slattery back in there, kind of really, I think made all the difference. Um, and again, as I said, absolutely delighted for him to see him scoring a goal. Uh, and as I said, it just looked as if it meant so much to everybody sort of involved in the club. And you sort of seen the the, the messages sort of on the on social media after it um, from from people. Involved in the club and stuff like that, you can just tell I that kind of everybody's just so pleased for him. So I, I was brilliant. It's great to see. Yeah, and it's always a difficult one when when something like this comes up, relating to Motherwell and knowing how to to approach it and kind of maintain a, a degree of sensitivity and also cover it at the same time because we can't ignore the fact that there is a lot in the press or there has been a lot in the press over the last forty eight hours relating to Callum Slattery, but I, I think that the, the overriding feeling I've got on the situation is while the the story documented few misdemeanours that certainly don't lend themselves well to to Callum's persona or anything else, and this is a guy that I must confess I had no dealings with whatsoever, his behaviour on that particular night was clearly shocking. But as a 23-year-old footballer we're talking about here, as it stands, he's got his, his whole career ahead of him. He clearly is remorseful for his actions. He's said as much himself. It's now a case of, firstly, dealing with the, the personal grief that he's going through just now. And, of course, it goes without saying that we wish him all the best with that. And he keeps his head down and, and works hard. And I've got no doubts that he will do that. The rest of it, and there'll be plenty that will want to offer opinions up on the situation. I'm sure if you log into any of the message boards just now, you'll get plenty of different takes. And I'm not saying that mine's is right and everyone else's is wrong or vice versa, but it's just my, my take on it is that it's a, it's a delicate one. And my overriding emotion is, is one of a pleased that that comes back playing football and, and doing what he loves. Hopefully, what happened last November was merely just a slip up, and he can make amends for those those actions. It does explain some of the absences from the the team last year, and and that must have been a difficult one for Graham Alexander to to have to explain in a weekly basis or a bi weekly basis why Callum Slattery wasn't featuring as much as people might have imagined he would have been. But 
yeah, I, I don't I don't really have much more to add to it, Jaffa. I'm not sure whether uh you're the same or Oh, I, I actually, deeper. All, all, I, all I would say is that obviously kind of there's there's a sort of two stories that have come out, and it's kind of I it's, I think it, I think it would be silly not to sort of link the two of them and sort of say that one led to the other. But kind of again, it's 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 not great behaviour, um, but kind of given what it may have been linked to, because it sort of sounds as if he was he's not. He's not a big drinker, um, sort of, and that one thing may have led to the other, which led to the, the sort of frankly awful behaviour. But um, I, it's, it's. I'm glad that kind of, I'm glad that it's now passed, um, and it certainly seems as if the the club have drawn a line under it, um, and he's sort of accepted his punishment. It sounds very kind of very contrite in all the statements I've I've sort of read from him. Um, and it's he goes back to playing football, but can I? What, what can I, I? You just think back to what what, what you were like as a twenty three year old, um, and with so much going on sort of around about him, um, it's like can I? I've, I've, got, I've got absolutely no doubt that I was I was behaving much worse than than that a lot of weekends. Can I not just as a one off? So um, I just wish him well, and can I? And it's as I said, it was it was heartening to see the the reaction from from the rest of the team because it shows that kind of he's not he's not been sort of hung out to dry by the team or anything like that. So it sort of seems as if he's he's quite a popular character around about the dressing room, and and hopefully the team will sort of help him get get over this and and get on with playing football. Yeah, that's it, and I think that where the club always excel is they do deal with a lot of things behind closed doors. It, a lot of this is, is stuff that doesn't really need to be in the... In terms of his own personal struggles, that doesn't need to be broadcast for everyone to be aware of. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure the club, with the brilliant staff they've got within there, will will support Callum through it. And yeah, that's it. I'd just like to kind of almost draw a line under it for this podcast as well. I just wishing them all the best, really. Let's look ahead to Saturday's trip to Easter Road. Jaffa, as mentioned, the, the fixture list isn't going to get any easier. We've got difficult fixtures right up until the, the World Cup break. But given the performance in Dingwall on Tuesday night, I'm sure it's one that the players at this moment in time will be absolutely relishing. I, I definitely think, can I, you go into the, we're going to the game kind of supremely confident. Um, certainly, kind of. Uh, obviously, the the team that the team that, that started and finished the game and and Tuesday night, kind uh, of are are given sort of Stevie Hamill headaches and team selection, which has got to be a great thing for a manager. Um, but I is kind of. Well, you, you've mentioned that sort of this, this kind of horror run run of fixtures coming up, but I think sort of given. Given the performances over the last four games, it's like I, I think there's nothing to fear going Easter Road. It's as you said, we, we have had a mixed bag um, at Easter Road. It's not it's not kind of fortress in any way. Um, so as you go into the game again, sort of with a bit of confidence and, and just hoping that kind of um, 
everything breaks our way and kind of uh, we can maybe put them to the sword as well. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm guarantee I'm really looking forward to the game. Um, it, it's I, I think kind of both teams again sort of play quite quite attacking football. So hopefully it will be an open an open game and kind of hopefully again we'll 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 create a lot of chances and take so take a. Uh, a bundle of them again on Saturday, so I can just really looking forward to it, mate. What about Hibs, Jaffa? They've been a bit of a mixed bag so far this season. Obviously, under new management, Lee Johnson's come in and when he's had some success, he's had points as well where they just look like the same old Hibs side that struggled for the majority of last season. It's a bit of a tricky one to know what to expect, albeit they have had a few better results in the last couple of weeks. I, I mean, obviously, sort of league tables and points don't lie and stuff like that, and they, they are kind of they are kind of flying high. But um, some of the stuff that I've seen from them, though, as you, as you say, sort of when they're on their game, they're they're, they're fairly impressive. Um, but kind of there, there's a couple of games where it's like. It's, I genuinely think they've come up against teams who were were dreadful, like particularly dreadful against them, uh, which is which has led to them getting kind of three points. Obviously, you can only beat what's in front of you, but um, I think sort of they have got a wee bit lucky in some games. But uh, hi, it's kind of you, you know that it's going to be a it's probably going to be a hard game because as I said, kind of we've we've now sort of got this expansive attacking kind of style and it's I think I think they are the same. Um and it's I think kind of both of us probably the most suspect part of our game is in defence. So um it's they they have some really, really sort of rapid uh rapid guys playing up front for them and stuff like that. So it's I think we've got to be careful, but it's a game that we don't have to be we don't have to be frightened get into. Um, I always hate sort of facing facing one of our ex players who who is kind of having a decent season. Kind of, and that's that's the case this weekend. Obviously, Chris Cardin's sort of um, been having quite a decent season for them. Um, so that that always worries me. But um, other than that, it's you go into it sort of sort of we we kind of more hope than expectation. But sort of on the back of what we've been producing. I'm really looking forward to it. Didn't really foresee a great deal of change to the start of living that squared off against Ross County. Unless the unless there's any sort of any kind of lingering doubts about sort of people playing so many games within a week, it's a, a kind of envisage sort of almost exactly the same starting eleven unless MD's kind of MD's sort of suffering from from a wee niggle. But um, I kind of. Yeah, and you wouldn't be you wouldn't be upset about it. Um, I would maybe be tempted to to kind of put more in it to to kind of try and start more. As I always sort of think that kind of guy guys who are on the bench should be should at least be fat enough to start a game. Um, and I kind of know that people are saying you know he's not had a great he's not had sort of ninety minutes, but as I think kind of bringing putting him on to the start and kind of letting him play. 50, 60 minutes um, and then if he tires you can take him off but kind of it's, I think you get more of an impact rather than kind of waiting to the last half hour 25 minutes putting him on but um, that's just a that's just a personal thing because I would I would love to see him back and I'd love to see him scoring regularly obviously kind of 
referees are sort of ganging up on them just now to kind of to kind of uh, chop off all the goals he scores. <laughs> I, I thought the one on Tuesday night was particularly unlucky. To be honest with you, I I didn't see a great deal wrong with it. The the Hearts one is off by a toenail, so. It certainly shows he's still got that sharpness in front of goal. It just uh, it just needs to stand for him to get up and running. And he's particularly unfortunate just now that we've got forward players that are playing exceptionally well and and don't merit in any way being taken out the team. I'm I'm sure that the opportunities will come, especially in that that triple header where we face Rangers, Celtic, and then Aberdeen. You think that the toll that will take in the squad should be quite significant. So there will be opportunities for the guys that are, are chapping at the bat and looking to get to get into the sides. So yeah. Definitely. I don't have any worries about the fact that he's not he's not scored yet because it's, at the end of the day he's had what 40, 50 minutes uh, of accumulated game time across three different games. It can't be much more than that. No, no, I don't think I don't think there is. But what what was kind of what what was kind of quite pleasing to see in Tuesday night was as kind of Van Veen was was scoring goals, kind of kind of when the were out, when the subs were out, sort of warming up, kind of Moat was one of the first to go and celebrate with him, which you kind of always sort of I always kind of like to see that kind of rather than rather than kind of a huffy a huffy striker sort of kind of like kicking the ground and stuff like that when the other strikers scoring um, when they're out kind of because obviously they weren't on the park um, I, I think that kind of speaks volumes of him as well the fact that he was kind of really really happy that the team had scored and that kind of he's the guy he's fighting for a place against the uh, scoring but kind of I, um, I I was quite happy to see that Yeah that's it and I, I think that there can be a little doubt that Louis Moult's presence around the place has certainly brought out the best in, in Kevin Van Veen, who is already well on track to beat last season's goal-scoring tally. And one way that continues, getting in the habit of scoring the hat-trick as well, which is it's not one that we're that used to, but certainly could welcome. He's in the hunt for the golden boot, mate. <laughs> That's it. There's, there's no reason as the, as the confidence starts to build, you You've had strikers in the past that uh, Motherwell that have got well into two figures and beyond. So um, it sounds like I've, I've suggested that someone scored three figures in one season. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. <laughs> but fifty-two but, is a fifty-two is a record, mate. Um, yeah. But I, but it's, can, the, the twenty goals plus is realistic. I, I mean, anything could happen, especially if the the refs keep favouring us with penalties. Yeah, uh, it used to be the favoured them for. Booking them in every game, but now it seems to be that they they award the team a penalty that you can convert. So it's a, it's a much better <laughs> habit to have than the one they had last season. Oh, Let me continue, mate. I think that's pretty much all we've got for tonight. Thank you very much for your company. No worries, mate. Always always a pleasure, mate. And we'll come back at some point next week to to review the Hibs game and then look forward to that triple header, which will take up much much of the following week, but. Yeah, looking forward to this run of games. I was a wee bit pessimistic last week, but now I know that we can give a team a doing. I'm just expecting it every week now, so I'm preparing to be disappointed again because, yeah, I now think we're an absolute unstoppable juggernaut. You've been listening to MFC Podcast. We'll be back in around about a week's time. Until then, thank you and goodbye. 
skins and journeymen. Hey, 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 my sisters and my brethren, the time is coming near. Rock and roll.